I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Steve-O. I have been informed that I only have 30 seconds to talk to you about Friday Night Fan Fiction. So here we go. Friday Night Fan Fiction is the terrible drunken fanfic reading podcast you've been waiting for. Every week, we read terribly written fanfiction and turn it into a drinking game. We bring guests on every week. We take suggestions for fanfics to read. So come join David, Logan, Sean, Val, and myself, Wednesdays broadcasting and Fridays posting. Friday Night Fan Fiction, only on the Nerdy Show Network. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 131. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr. And with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. I like how you almost said your real name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not used to that sometimes. Uh, And also with us, we have uh, our king, Baby Doc Evan of the Boston Bash Brigade and Wicked Anime. Konnichiwa, my bastards and wenches. And for the first time as a member of the Wicked... An official member of the Wicked Anime team because he's been here long enough that we... He's been on enough episodes that we don't want to keep putting the featuring tag at the bottom of our podcast because it makes it all messy. I've just been written into canon at this point. Yeah, Elite Four Derek. (laughs) Hi, you guys. (laughs) Wicked Anime's official gym leader. Uh, Dark type. (laughs) I could get so much into this, but you do not want to open that can of worms right now. <laughs> Maybe someday. Welcome to the show, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is the year 2018, and we have new anime to watch. So that's Yay! what we're going to talk Yay? about today. Yay with a question mark? Yes. Uh, it's because we have actually been watching new shows, because mm-hmm. we haven't had the opportunity to do our show preview before shows actually started. So here we go, we are into a new season of anime, and I've watched 12 shows already to start off this year. How many have I watched? Eight shows. And a half. Yeah. You only watched half of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched 17. (laughs) I was going to say, you're meticulously counting over there. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm I'm still watching Boruto on top of everything, so I don't know if that counts or not, so... I don't count the shows that are continuing, like, I'm still watching Boruto, and I'm still watching Ancient Magus Bride... But Overlord came back for another season. Does that count? Um, I am counting that. Okay. I have actually started watching two new shows, and neither of them are Dragon Ball for once, but I am still <laughs> Derek watching Derek is Dragon contributing Ball already! Yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. So, I've totally been watching Super too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, let's start off with some news pieces. There's been I feel like it's been a really long time since we've had some really awesome news pieces to talk about. Yeah, well, it's been that time of year. Yeah, where we're, we're just not really sure what's going on with the anime world. So, well, it's been um, a month since we've had a normal show because exactly. everything has been either the Christmas and then it was the best of show, and now we're back to normal right now. Yeah, um, but as we do typically in Wicked Anime fashion, we start off with a very like every once in a while we start off with a really really bad piece of news and then we move on to some some more heartening stuff. Um, so I, I want to throw out there the the our sympathies and our deepest condolences to Baby Metal who lost mm. their me- their guitarist in the Kami band. He was thirty six years old and uh, he he fell off a terrace or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was, yeah. I think he was like fisting his roof and he just fell off of that. Yeah, it was it was something of that matter. But he was thirty six years old, guitarist for Baby Metal. They're, they call him the Little Kami. Little yeah, Kami Little Kami. Yeah, uh, that sucks. It does. It, it totally does. sucks. Because I, I. But the thing that I really like about this whole thing is that Baby Metal has always considered their Kami band a part of Baby Metal. Yeah. You know, even though mm-hmm. they're the Kami band, and the Kami band had their own album coming out and everything like that at the time, uh, they still consider them a part of Baby Metal, which they weren't just backup singers and the three girls were Baby Metal. Mm-hmm. Kami band was mm-hmm. a part of it. Oh yeah, it wasn't like how it was when they first started out. When they had the, um, they had those like weird skeleton people in the background who were actually miming the guitar playing and weren't really doing it. Yeah, these I were like these are the religious people. Yeah, the, all the skullomanias everywhere. Yeah, I, I loved the Doki Doki Morning, you know, music video where they had the skeletons doing the para para in the background too. It, it, I thought that was great. Hmm. Let's go on to uh, another transition right into another death, but not in the same kind that you're thinking of. We're talking about internet fame death. Anime Strike. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that is true, which uh, now they're following along our plan, and Anime Strike shows are just going on to Amazon Prime. So there's no double paywall anymore. There's no double paywall Yay. anymore. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get anything that was on Amazon Strike for free, which I want to assure... Uh, Iceman, who gave us our anime strike, a jump start that it did not go to waste, that we were still able to use it within the time that you had given it to us. So just so you're aware, yeah. that money is gone, yeah. and and, you, yeah. and you're not getting it back. And you're not getting it back. <laughs> but it was used. Like it was. It's not like it's just like oh hey, yeah. We watched Anime Strike with it. Yeah, I know. I would feel bad. I would feel so bad. But no, we got it. Don't worry. We got it in time. Yeah. But um, no, that, that while that one is true, I'm talking about Logan Paul. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> that was my second guess. So That one's not as tragic at all. Logan Paul. That is oh. Goodbye, douchebag. That's more of that's what this is about. Well, because yeah. everybody... See, the funny thing is, is everybody's talking about the... Suicide Forest video, but that's not even close to what's happening. Yeah, um, 42 Believer yeah. uh, retweeted a video of a co- compilation of when he was in Japan and how much more disrespectful he was rather than just being in the Suicide yeah, Forest. Yeah, these are, the these are on the videos that he kept up, not. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with this? 
I heard one where he was actually throwing pokeballs at Japanese citizens. Yes, he, he was, was throwing he was. pokeballs at people. He threw them at a moving car. He threw it on a guy riding a bicycle. Like police he, officer. Uh, yeah, like so. Well, the police. The only reason why he threw it at a police officer was because when he went into the noodle shop and threw the pokeball at the owner, they called the police. And Logan Paul's travel guide was talking to the police officer, apologizing for this, as Japanese people do. And as the travel, as their travel guide was talking to the police officer, Logan Paul threw the freaking pokeball at the police officer. Look, America! If, <laughs> look, if Paul McCartney could be threatened with two years in prison for smoking marijuana in Japan, I think this guy should just be thrown in Japanese jail for life, okay? Well, uh... So, I was watching a lot of videos about it, and a lot of, uh, like, a lot of opinion pieces and a lot of reviews about what actually happened in Japan and what he was doing, and I, I was really drawn by the ones that were actually done by Japanese folks, mm-hmm. and how, what they thought about it, mm-hmm. and, you know, Logan Paul says this really stupid thing in one of his videos, where, which was, oh man, the Japanese people are so nice, they're even putting up with me. And one of the, the 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 channel I saw this on was the Japanese man Yuda. He yes, a, I know about him. Yeah, he does a lot of Japanese interviews about American. A lot of cultures. great videos. Yeah, really great oh, yeah. videos. Really cool questions, and you get a really lot of interesting answers and a lot of interesting results from the questions he asked from Japanese people. But he was so angry by the fact that Logan Paul had the audacity to say that they're so nice because it's such a stereotype. For people to say, and Japanese people are very nice. They really are some of the nicest people on the face of the planet. But foreigners have to be wary about the fact that they should not mistake their kindness with their non-confrontationalist stances. Mm -hmm. So just because they're not standing at you and screaming in your face in the middle of the street doesn't mean they're beyond outraged at your activity. Yeah, it doesn't mean they don't think you're a douchebag. Like, (laughs) really just tolerating him, they're not accepting him, in the least. They're actually not even tolerating him, they're just not, they're not making a confrontation in front of him. Mm -hmm. Like the noodle shop owner did. Well, which is, yeah, which is what Japanese people do. They don't cause confrontation. Like, if, if you cause a problem in Japan, they won't go to you directly they'll tell the other guy then that guy will tell somebody else then that guy will tell somebody else and maybe that information will get back to you so you can fix the problem that's just the way japanese culture is mm-hmm. um but they blacklist you and but but logan paul didn't seem to realize that nobody was laughing nobody's having a good time mm-hmm. you know Especially with the disgusting thing where he bought the fish from Skeegee Fish Market, which he turned Skeegee Fish Market into his playground, and was, like, bothering workers and doing very dangerous, illegal stuff by, like, jumping on the back of moving trucks and riding them. And then they make the joke, oh, there's free rides everywhere here. You can get around so easy. And then he bought fish, like, actual fish and things that people are selling. I think he was carrying around a tentacle. And Yeah, and then he, like carried fish and tentacles around and then he was bored with them and left them on the back of a taxi cab. Yeah. 
It's like as to what you drove away. He was literally dehumanizing Japanese people. Yeah. Like like yeah. they were they were his plaything and they weren't real people. They were just his entertainment. Yeah. While he was there. It doesn't really make any sense why is it that you get to go to Japan and just act like an idiot and like Yeah, Japan's not, not a playground. Yeah, exactly. Right. Japan is not Disney World. I mean, Disney World wouldn't even allow that either. And w- so when I was over in Japan, I even I was just like this is not my country. I have to be super careful. Right. Because when you're over in a different country, for, as a foreigner, you are acting as a representative of everybody who goes to that country from your country. So Logan Paul basically set us back a couple years. Yeah. And in their xenophobia and how afraid they could possibly be and how shut off they're going to be to foreigners because they know now they know they have to be careful again with foreigners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Now, I... I- I may be showing my age, but if it, it is a lot different with what Logan Paul did. Am I saying that right, Logan Paul? Yeah, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, compared to... Did you ever see the first Jackass movie, where they actually went to Japan and they shot a few bits there? Yeah, I love that because oh, <laughs> Because over there in Japan, the Japanese people were in on the bit. And right. that's the difference between what Logan Paul did and what Johnny Knoxville and his crew did. Yeah. The Japanese folks were in on what they were doing. There, this one, the Japanese people were victimized so much by. Yeah, yes, they I were. I think one of my favorite parts of it was, uh, I guess at one point, he was like mocking around saying like, oh, there's a great importance in Japanese culture. Yes. And then it cuts to him smashing a Game Boy, going into a store and calling it Mucho Brokeno. Oh, yeah. Um, he bought... He, yeah, he's just like, oh my gosh, this is an old Game Boy. This is amazing. And he buys it off of somebody, off of the seller. And then he continues to smash it on the ground and bring it outside and smash it on the street. Then he walks back in and says, uh, excuse me, this isn't working. That's not a joke. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's not funny. No. Like, that's... that's... It's like taking a rare heirloom from, like, your relative who is on their deathbed and just, like, smashing it on the floor and dancing on their broken pieces as I, they're crying their last tear. I wouldn't even consider it like that. I just, because the guy doesn't know that it's not working because he smashed it on the ground. We do. He's just going back disrespectfully saying, hey, I broke this. Yeah. Or, or, hey, this is broken. It's not, like, saying, because in Japanese culture... When something breaks, it's never you're you're telling that person this is your fault. You sold me something broken, and to the Japanese people, that's very shameful. So mm. the fact that Logan Paul went back to this Japanese person with a broken thing that he broke himself and told the guy that it was his fault, that is so unbelievably disrespectful in Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. It's and it- and in broken Spanglish to boot. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, honestly, it's very, he had no idea what culture he was going into. He was just using it as a playground. And I, to me, I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm not Japanese. I'm obviously American and I'll never be Japanese, nor do I want to be Japanese. Right, right. Understandable. But I understand how disrespectful that is and how disgusting and how offended I am about it. Well, it's kind of our mm. job to know that. It's like, yeah, but you know, you know, it's just, I I can't, I would never do that. Yeah. And why would, why would anybody? Because you're a decent human being that knows how to treat other human beings decently. There's a way to be funny 
and not be and and still be a decent human being. Yeah, exactly. Like if we were to go to Japan, if we were to shoot videos, it would be us having fun and making sure that the people that we were shooting with were having fun as well too. Yeah, no one being hurt, no one's emotions being like wrecked. We would just have a good time yeah, and not- just showcase why we love the culture to begin with. Not try to piss all over it like what this shitbag did. We're not we're not violating anybody's space, which is very important yeah. to the Japanese people. Like in in Jackass, like well we're talking about like they did the skateboard stunts, you know, and stuff like that, but they they did it in an area where they wouldn't be near any people. And then like Steve O does the wasabi snooters, which is probably one of the funniest things in that movie. Yeah. And, yes. And like and the guy behind the counter in the sh- in the sushi shop is laughing with them. Really? You know, he's like yes. because they probably went in there and it's like, hey we're gonna do something really stupid is that okay you know they have to do things like that in order to be decent human beings but because of youtube people don't think you have to do that people think you can be funny just by being loud yes right and you're not funny for being loud like when Party Boy would strip and dance in the Japanese electronics store. Like, the, what, you could tell, like, a bunch of guys are laughing while he's being thrown out. Or even when Weeman's doing the big giant cone and he's blocking the uh, escalator. You could tell that there are people in the back that are just laughing their butts off about it. Yeah, that's, um... I think the Party Boy one was probably the closest thing to a Logan Paul thing, though, because he was actually bothering the police officer. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, that one was probably pushing it a little too far, but they didn't do it the whole time. Logan Paul released hours of videos of them doing this yeah. stuff. And only yes. and only took it down, took down the Suicide Forest one after it got six million views. Right. Well, that was YouTube's fault. That w- YouTube well, left it up for a while so that they can make revenue. But that's because Logan Paul is in an elite, like... Yeah. He's he's the in, rules are different. The rules are different for elites on YouTube. Yeah, and it's disgusting. And YouTube, you gotta cut that out. But yeah. I think we've touched enough on that. We should move on to the next news story because we probably please. should. Everybody kind of knows this. By the time this podcast comes out, it's gonna be beaten to death. Yeah, uh, Evan, you sent me a while ago a news article about one of your favorite anime of the past ten years, which was Tiger and Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Said sarcastically, um, but there's as- there's there's aspects of or, or even um, observations of a new Tiger and Bunny uh, property being released because they're talking about sponsors. Because if anybody has seen Tiger and Bunny, the superheroes in that show have sponsorship tags on them, almost like Captain Amazing from uh, from uh, Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Mystery Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they have, they, but they had like Bandai, Namco on them. They had Pepsi. They had a whole bunch of different stuff from, from there. But I guess there's been people who have been stepping forward saying, hey, we, or companies, they've been stepping forward saying, hey, we want to be sponsored in Tiger and Bunny, which I didn't know they were still making property for them. There's going to be a new season they just announced. Okay, so that's interesting. But they have new sponsors who are looking to get their their uh, their their piece of the tiger and bunny pie. Now, who are these people? That's the question. Um, there's one that was a food company. I forget who. Um, but there was a food company that was involved in it. Uh, there was an electronics company that was involved. But the one that was spotlighted... Was, of course. Was Tanga. 
Tango wants to be a part of Tiger and Bunny's sponsorship. Really? Hold yeah. On, hold on, hold on. Uh, Derek, do you know what Tango is? I do not. Don't Google search it. Well, you can kind of Google search it. It's fine. Yeah, you, it, well, hmm. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so Tenga, for anybody who doesn't know, they are adult toy makers. Yeah, but they're like the non-gross, non-anime. I know that they actually teamed up with Monster Musume for like a couple of like big screenings and they gave away free Tenga eggs to everybody. Oh. Oh my word. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. I hope they didn't do that promotion in the movie theaters. (laughs) This is for after. This is your care package. Do not open until after the movie. I have no idea. This is just what I read. Dude, you can get a six-pack of a hard-boiled egg variety pack for $33. (laughs) I I swear I didn't Google it. I I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I can't tell tell if you're talking about actual hard-boiled eggs or not right now. Uh, me either. <laughs> it's just like, you, you just order them, it's like, oh, these, these are actual hard-boiled eggs. I, I guess that's okay. That's fine. Oh, yeah. I love the original naming on this one, though. Whole lotion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. <laughs> Coming to Tiger and Bunny soon. It's not a half lotion, it's a whole lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble in the rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, um, but okay, so Evan sent us something else, too, which uh, I was super intrigued about uh, because it, you know, has relation to the field that I've worked in, Christine's worked in, uh, you know. My own personal experiences as well. Yeah. Um, There's a a new manga character that was created by a a famous Japanese cosplayer. Her name is Aspie-chan. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, this character has Asperger's Syndrome, and, uh, is, is, it's a comic that teaches people about the thought process and emotional status of people who live with Asperger's Syndrome. It, Mm -hmm. this is really interesting to me because you never hear or get exposed to any kind of mental issues from other countries you only usually usually we only ever hear about this kind of stuff you know these kind of disabilities within our own country so to hear how other countries are dealing with this as well is fascinating Mm -hmm. you know because because we don't get that we don't get that we don't get to touch on that Mm -hmm. no we never do yeah but it's cool because it you know create scenarios and which is weird like I, I i feel like calling her aspie chan is is kind of yeah i don't know how i feel about that it's kind of derogatory it is a derogatory well, term um it depends because there is a movie called mary and max and max finds out that he has asperger's and he decides to def- refer to himself as aspie yeah and and i i found all the people that i know who have asperger's um, that's what they say as well. They're just like, it's the Aspies. I, and I was like, oh, like, is that okay to say? You know, they don't care. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You know. Um, ha- have any of you guys seen, it's a documentary on Netflix. It's fantastic and it's, it's located in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Asperger's Are Us. Yes. It is a documentary about this, uh, comedy troupe. All four of the members have Asperger's Syndrome. And they write sketch comedy and jokes, and they do live stage performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, all from all local from Massachusetts, um, probably more out west. 
but uh, are they? I could have sworn they were in Salem. I, I don't know. There's they're they're from all over the place, and then they team up. It is probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I don't know if I'd say that, but it's it's funny. It's entertaining. If, but yeah, if I wanted to watch something on that subject, you know, something yeah. about people learning living, li- with, living with their yeah with what they have um i it was it was the, in that case it was the best yeah you know you don't want to watch something that's you want to see people who are like happy yes like this is great like They're i'm using proud this of my, their lifestyle using this as yes. my, using this to my advantage yeah you know so so i highly recommend that for anybody who who wants a good documentary asperger's are us on netflix fantastic and the comedy troupe still travels. They were actually overseas not too long ago in the UK. Really? Yeah. Oh. And then they also perform a lot in Massachusetts, too. Because that's where they're so, from. Yeah. Wrapping so. it up. Um, but, yeah. So, okay. So, anyways. Aspie-chan. Um, good for awareness and um, also a way to connect to the nerd culture as well. And she's a professional cosplayer. You can see uh, all her comics and her photos on her Twitter feed. Uh, and her a, Instagram too. She's adorable, by the way. Yeah, she's, yeah. Her Lilith is amazing. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, Evangelion. Yeah, I like and, her Ray Ayanami. Yeah, her mm. Ray Ayanami was really good. Uh, yeah, so really cool. Uh, and yes, which is actually kind of interesting because she probably almost cosplay a Ray Ayanami person uh, like perfectly because Ray Ayanami almost kind of has Aspergers. Or she has the traits. Yeah, she like, has the traits. Yeah. yeah, so like it's, but I mean, she doesn't. That's just like her anime trope character. Yeah, but yeah, if you kind of think about it, you're just like, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, know? uh, you can kind of think. Of, there are a lot of characters you can actually do that for, but yeah. we should make a point where we're just noticing these sort of similar characteristics, <laughs> and it's not canon. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. Some people will say, "Oh, it reminds me of this and this and this," and then all of a sudden, people will start thinking that, "Oh, it's because she actually is." Yeah. When that is not the case. Yes. And we need to make sure people know that. Oh, absolutely. Right off the bat, because otherwise, then you're dealing with the whole Steven Universe fan base. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven Universe, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the biggest important takeaway from this is that there is a cultural aspect crossover that we're now aware of, you know, that there is an awareness trying to be raised over it. And I'm actually really interested to find out how they, they treat, you know, people with disabilities or how they not treat them, but how do they give their attention to them? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm fascinated by it. I would like to know. I that. mean, so far, it seems that this person's doing pretty well for herself. But we'll have to see how it affects other people. Yeah. yeah. The... Cool. Yeah. Next? Yes. La- next and lastly. Um, Maybe. Well, go ahead. Oh, okay. Lastly for me. It's, it's probably the strangest thing that we've had on the show in a long time. Does anybody else have anything they want to talk about before? Is this, like, strange news? It is. Oh, okay. Is this what Gerardo sent us? Yes, it is. Yes! <laughs> Alright, yeah. Gerardo sent us a beautiful piece of strange news. Um, which also kind of, uh, transfers also over into a possible return of our fetish of the week! <laughs> uh, yeah, he wasn't sure, so I was just like, hybrid strange news! <laughs> Yay! So, um, for anybody who is not familiar there is a restaurant called uh tenka Tor- torimasu we talked about them before yeah tenka if, torimasu yeah if if anybody 
if anybody remembers what we talked about them the last time. Sweat chicken. Yep, girl sweat flavored chicken. Um, are, uh, are either one of you familiar with what they have now? I am. Okay. So, uh, then I am Derek, intrigued. Are, Derek, do you want to take a guess at what kind of chicken they've made now? So, go off okay. of the fact that they had sweat chicken the last time we were here. So yes, Idol Singer Girl Sweat flavored fried chicken. Right. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to look. I'm going to try to guess. What do they have? Uh, used underwear chicken. Okay. A good start. A good start. Yep. But no. Okay. Okay. Do I? Can I get a hint? Um. It is it's, a part of the body. It's a body part. Yeah. Oh, can it be foot chicken? Yes. Yes. My chicken tastes like feet. This is great. <laughs> It's it's the brand new soul food. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, too much. That was a little corny. It's called it's called oh. girl's soul chicken. I I didn't even like come up with that. <laughs> but so so the main ingredient that it's made with is those disgusting uh, fermented beans that that Japanese people really natto. Like. Yeah. What is it? Natto. Yeah, yeah, natto. Um, so Japanese for foot bean. <laughs> yeah. So like, honestly, I haven't had not. Uh, I haven't had it myself. Like I, I, and I'm. I don't know if I'm brave enough to have it. But maybe, maybe just to experience it, the natto. But I don't know. It's. I don't know if I would want to. <laughs> so um, this is to promote an idol group called Kamen Joshi. Again, as as the girl sweat. Yeah, right. So, Common Joshi, they're an idol group who they're all masked figures and obviously very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, and their promotion is through very strange things. And this time, they're simulating the texture, the taste, and the uh, tangible feel of a s- girl's sweaty foot. I don't. How do you get the the texture? Chicken because because it's like gross and sticky because of the nanto. Yeah, but on it, uh, that's what the article says. I understand, but like I'm not saying that it works. I'm just saying that's what the article says. Like human feet aren't like sticky. Like that's weird. No, gross either way. Like who's gonna order that chicken? Like who is anybody who wants to just give it a shot? Yeah, like let's. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. If we were in Japan right now and we found out about this and we had access to it, would you try it? No, because I don't want to try natto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if we... What if... Okay. I would try it on the condition that we just all each share one bowl. Yeah. We each give it a try. And then we just order our regular bowls to, like... Try to get rid no, of the I'm taste. Sorry. After that, I would need to have food in a completely different place. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there would be too much imprinted in my brain after that. Yeah, exactly. we, we would have to go get some poop curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Derek, that's before your time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's why Guy Fieri's restaurant no longer exists in New York City. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, we have foot curry now. That is like just the thought of this is grossing me out. Just like mm-hmm. it's so so gross. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with feet or anything like that. Like right, I I, 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 I mean it's like one thing if you have like like a foot fetish, but you're not eating the foot. Yeah, yeah. That's no, the, well, that's the whole thing. That's what I mean. Like it's just like what does it matter if you have a foot fetish? It has nothing to do with actual feet. It's chicken. Yeah, it, it has nothing gross. to do with it. It, it, it. The thing that they're advertising. Are girls' sweaty feet 
and it's gross sticky nanto beans on on salty kagari. Yeah. Like that that's gross. Yeah. And that makes you think of feet when you eat it. And and that's just unappetizing, regardless of how you view things, that's gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the best show the week. There might be certain people. That was all man. Gerardo. Yeah. Gerardo's the one that found that and sent it to us. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Wicked fan Gerardo. Alright, so before we get into what we're watching, let's head over into the West. <laughs> Animaniacs was announced for two new seasons on That's Hulu. Right, it was. Wasn't yes. It? So this is awesome because this is like our childhood coming back. This is the cartoon that taught us ev- the name of every country in the entire world. And I hope they still make Bill Clinton jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna make Trump jokes. They can make Trump jokes. I know. Yes. Wacko be- packs away this next. While Trump alternates the facts, <laughs> it's Animaniacs. Big news. <laughs> yeah, dude. But um, I want I want them to make like it's it's on Hulu and it's not so it's not on kids' television anymore. So they can just be like, hey, you know how Bill Clinton's a sexual predator? Yeah, it's like <laughs> ah, let's make fun of him. Like, <laughs> well, remember, oh, come on, I found Prince. No, no, no. fingerprints. I don't. I don't think so. so. <laughs> yeah, I always liked Aunt Slappy. Aunt Slappy was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. One, especially their their speed parody. Where the bus actually blows up. Yeah. Um, You're cute. <laughs> um, I always I, I always find myself uh, doing uh, Mindy lines to Christine. I always say, okay, bye-bye, lady. Yeah, okay, I love you, bye-bye. Okay, I love you, bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> no, no, Mindy, call me mom. Yeah. Okay, lady. Okay, lady. <laughs> who thought up, who came up with that? I know. A toddler that calls mom and dad lady. Yeah. Like... Oh my gosh. No, Mindy, call me mom. Yeah. And that has to be a real thing. Yeah, like A some... writer is experiencing that when writing <laughs> Mindy. Like, that's just how it has to go. And, oh man, so Pinky good. in the brain. How are we not talking about Pinky in the brain? We haven't gotten there yet, man. I know. You know what I think about Pinky in the brain? I'm going to love him and squeeze him into itty bitty. Elvira, maybe? No. Elmira. Elmira. But no, there was also Pinky Amara in the brain. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was like not even a full season of it. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, because they were bad. actually trying to force a third character into the Pinky in the brain uh, and, but equation. Tiny, but Tiny Toons is so good on its own. Except for Elmira. I always, always, always hated the character of Elmira. Right. I've always hated her too. Like, I preferred Montana Max when it came to, like, the villain, not good Tiny Toon characters. Yeah, but he had Elmira di- wasn't even a villain. She was just bad character. But Montana Max had the most disgusting fruit chew flavor. What are you talking Remember, about? They had, <laughs> they had Tiny Toons fruit chews, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and every character was a specific flavor. Oh, I remember yeah, that! And Montana <laughs> Max was, like, the disgusting Robitussin-flavored cherry one, and it was just repulsive. Yeah, and, um... <laughs> And Buster Bunny was the best because he was blue. Yeah. yeah. And no distinct flavor. He was just blue. So Buster it was, Bunny yeah, was, he was the best blue flavor. flavor. <laughs> and it was like a, that solid blue. It wasn't like a clear blue. It was yeah. solid blue. Yeah. Um, a little bit connecting to that. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the comedy series Atlanta, the one starring Donald Glover. Yes. Oh, okay. I know so that. there is a second season of that that's premiering in March. And apparently, Donald Glover's main inspiration for this upcoming season is Tiny Toons' How I Spent My Summer Vacation. How is that even, like... 
I don't know, but I'm really curious to see what he does. Well, because how I spent my summer vacation is like one of the... Isn't that like the, the one of the most infamous things that Tiny Toons ever did? Well, yeah, it was their movie. It was right. their movie, but it was a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I can un- understand if, like, Childish Gambino did a concept album off of that. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But yeah, I yeah. can't see it going for an entire season of Atlanta. Mm. Well, keep in mind that when the movie was so long that when it when they put it onto television, onto the regular lineup of Tiny Toons, it lasted ten episodes. It was ten episodes? Yeah, ten yeah. episodes. I it was like four episodes. Nope, no. ten was, episodes. Yeah, it was like a whole season almost. Whoa, I didn't know that. Because the only one that I ever remember is uh, Plucky and... Yeah. Uh, Happy Land. Yeah. Yeah. When the, when they're... The car, the car trip. Yes, and well, and, and the car, they're they're doing the car trip, and then they take the monorail, yeah. and then like they leave, and then they leave, <laughs> because that's the only thing that they do. Yeah. And... <laughs> they, like he's like looking at all the rides that you can do. Yeah. And... <laughs> uh... I, the only the thing that I remember the most is their car game. It's like, what are we spying? Red cars or blue cars? <laughs> all of them. There's a car. There's a car. There's a car. There's a car. <laughs> We're, we're talking about Animaniacs. How are we talking about Oh, yeah, Tiny now we're Toons? talking about Tiny <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. I'm just excited. With it being on Hulu, it's going to be no holds barred. Hopefully. I am really Hopefully. hoping that it's just going to go all the way out there with like the most obscure and messed up humor that we actually loved watching as a kid. I hope that they bring back Good Idea, Bad Idea. Oh, yeah. Oh. They definitely have to. I or mean, Mime Time. Mime Time. Mime Time. Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. 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 Show us the lesson lesson that we have learned. Yeah. Freakazoid, maybe? Perhaps? Oh my god! Freakazoid was like my jam when I was a kid. Do you, uh... We've talked about Freakazoid so many times Mm -hmm. on the show, and it's always the same way, too, I think. Well, recently it's me talking about Alice and Zoroku, because Zoroku was kind of like Cosgrove. so, So the thing that I always talk about on this show... Uh, like, thank you, Derek, for bringing up Freakazoid again so I can talk about the segment again, <laughs> is when when the Animaniacs and Freakazoid are arguing who's the, who's the favorite of the studio, and yeah. so they're in a room with Steven Spielberg. And Brain's Spielberg, there, too. Brain is there, as well. Yeah, uh, like, they're in the, yeah, they're in the studio with Steven Spielberg, and they're making all these huge, like, arguments and factual data as to why they're the best, and then at the end it's just, who are you people? <laughs> yeah. Like, Steven Spielberg has no idea who they are. I loved it! <laughs> so brilliant. But what was great too is that Spielberg always played himself because he was the executive producer of all the shows. Yeah. Who are you, people? Yeah, that was back at a time where cartoons were still awesome. Yeah. And they could have sarcastic humor with people with with no in-joke. Like there's no in-joke. It's just like, well, why does Steven Spielberg not know who his own characters are? Do we even know who Steven Spielberg is? You know, like they didn't yeah. care. Who cares? Yeah. That's the whole thing is the idea of Animaniacs. The entire premise of them making that show was just so that they could push the limits on how far they could push their jokes with the censor saying, okay, that can go in. That's the only reason why they made Animaniacs in the first place, is that they can make a series of jokes that push the censors to the limit. Mm-hmm. And Do you know jokes. how to conjugate? Me? I've never even kissed a girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> What is on your Let mind? me show you on the blackboard. Don't look. <laughs> yeah, there were jokes like that all over the place. So it's just... Uh, I am also looking forward to seeing what they do when they have 
rain on Hulu. Well, see, I think nowadays that is the edgy humor because you can't do any of that stuff on TV now. So it's going to be probably the same route. I hope that the first episode has something to do with political correctness and censorship. That's what I'm hoping too. That's what I'm hoping. It it would be fantastic. It It would be utterly amazing. Yeah. And, and there was, was even a no. there was even a Tiny Toons episode where that happened. There was like this censor lady who was trying to censor Tiny Toons. Yes, yeah. and so they went to Dan, well, not Dan, Dan Quayle, the vice president at the time, who was a huge fan of Tiny Toons, and found a way to crack up all of Congress and side with them. Yeah, um, so it, it's just uh, it, it, like I hope that they continue that. It's just me too. It's gonna be great. And that was it to the left. Yeah. Welcome back to Indie <laughs> So, um, let's talk about some new anime. Yay. Okay, so we got, so this is kind of our Tapagachi and our... And what we're watching. And what we're watching. So, uh, and we're actually doing okay on time, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, uh, all right. Well, I guess, I, I, w- I think we've all watched one thing together for sure. Mm-hmm. And I want to, and that's Junji Ito. Yeah, let's spotlight you yeah. first. Yes, Derek? No, I'm just agreeing. That's uh, actually one that I've watched along with you guys for yes. like the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I brought it up. And uh, not only that, but after you watched the first episode, you were thrilled with Junji Ito, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Derek, I want you to know that I have all of Junji Ito's publications that are currently in the United States. So, so I, like, next time we hang out, I'll just bring them. And you can yes. check them out. I'll just be sitting in a corner for like three hours. That's how we usually hang out anyways. <laughs> They're so good, man. Junji, so to me, the, this Junji Ito collection coming out is brilliant. Uh, and I love that they, they're making animations of his short stories. But I just feel like the animation itself takes away from his creepiness. Yeah. Because you're putting animation to something that's just a still frame image that takes that makes it creepy. Yeah. Because you don't know how it moves. It's just a still image of something freaky. And you're just like, why is this there? Why is it doing this? Why is it... And then... But the animation gives it life that it wasn't supposed to have. And the best part of it is, too, is you don't even have to point somebody into one single episode either. I mean, you can point them to a half of an episode and say, yeah. watch this one and, and well, see why I like it so And much. it's funny because at the current time of this recording, there's two episodes out right now. Uh, and... I've only seen the first one, but Evan, you watched the second one. Yes. And you under and you told me which which uh short stories they were. Yeah, I saw the, the model one and the and the guy who slept for years yeah, but long, was really a day. It's a short story called The Long Dream, and I'm going to tell you right now that The Long Dream is my favorite Junji Ito story ever written. You won't be disappointed. I think they did a great job with it. Good. Uh, so I love the long dream. Uh, I, this is one that I looked up beforehand, but I love it because it's creepy in a very Junji Ito way, but it also has a moral dilemma with a really good ending answering that moral dilemma. And you're still like, I don't know if that was the right choice or not, but I feel okay about it, but I don't know if that's the correct answer. Yeah. So it's this really brilliantly written story. About all this stuff, and it's and he actually finally published the Long Dream in in an American publication with the new Shiver that came out from Viz Media. Yes, uh, that's in there, and I was so happy because now I actually have a physical copy of my uh, of my favorite Junji Ito tale. Um, 
Yeah. So everybody, if you just you, everybody should read the Long Dream. But you also said that the model was in that episode as well, and I've read yes, the model. Yes, the model really creeped me out for ways that I don't want to say publicly, but uh, Derek knows, John Starr knows, and Andrew knows why. Yeah. Um, uh, the the model is a is a great Junji Ito tale as well that has no ending. So Junji Ito is really famous for just kind of ending his stories with no real ending. It's just like and now and that was it. That was a thing that happened. Leave it up to your own interpretation of what happens next. Yeah, kind of. It's just like a snapshot into a situation. Exactly. You just get to see an example of how the situation plays out and how yes. creepy it is. Yeah, you're one hundred percent correct. That's that's exactly what it is. Um like I just I just read a, a, a story that I had never read before um, called Grease or Oil. Uh, Grease depending, Lightning Depending on yeah, depending on <laughs> Depending on which uh, translation you you read, but it's about this father who his house is inside of, or his restaurant and his house are connected, but there's bad ventilation. So the restaurant that he cooks at, the all the grease smog just fills the house, and there's an oily residue on everything in the house. And his oldest son drinks bottles of vegetable oil or something and it's really nasty it's super unsettling because uh for people who know me for people who know me personally i hate grease uh and i hate i get i hate getting it on my hands and i hate uh i hate like as soon as i touch something greasy i have to wash my hands uh so reading this was really uncomfortable for me um but then you know it has like this whole downward spiral where the father is just like oh like i i'm out of meat so he he chops up his son and, and cooks him in the restaurant, and then, you know, then he runs out of his son, because people ate, all, like, all of his son, and then... I, 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 I <laughs> Can kind of, I just say, I'm, like, starting to follow this, I'm like, okay, you know, Grease going into the apartment, that's an issue, and they're like, yeah, and then the kid drinks vegetable oil. Yeah. Okay, this is escalating. Oh, yeah, then we run out of meat. Gotta eat the kid. At least yeah. he's marinated, right? Like, what? <laughs> and I, I did kind of, I kind of did uh, spoil, like, the story, but I didn't spoil the turnout at the end, but that is, like, the premise of the story. When it comes to Junji Ito, it's more about the creep- creepiness factor rather than the story that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the long dream. I, I don't want to, I want everybody to read the long dream. But, uh, but you know, you read that, and, and that's what the story is. And, and, then you're, and then it's, like, the end. And you're like, oh, I, I can't wait to read Junji Ito's next story, you know, so it's good, you know, but, uh, I'm a really huge reminded fan. me of Twilight Zone. Yes. Well, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, um, yeah. amazing stories. It well, all fits into that sort of like yeah, storytelling. But, but the difference is it's written all by one person. A lot of those, those things that you listed are anthologies and they're all directed by different people. Right. All mm-hmm. of these are written by Junji Ito. So, uh, uh, like that's why there's a couple nice things about Junji Ito's work is because he has some long stories. Like if you read Gyo, Gyo is awesome. Uh, it also kind of gross, but but pretty good. Uh, and then Uzumaki is probably his most famous property next to Tomi. So, mm-hmm. um, and then there's the one about his cats. Yes, that and that's brilliant. I love that. It's so funny. Uh, but it, this is how you know this is how he works. He he writes a bunch of long stories, you know, and he has some long form horror stories that have a full story and an ending and all this complexity to it. And in between are these little tiny short stories. And that's what we're getting out of the Junji Ito collection. Mm. Um, 
the oh you know what my the other story i think the the only story that i think is better than the long dream is uh the the legend of amigata uh fault right which i bet is going to be the final episode of this if it is i'm gonna freak out because that is that story that story literally was the one that unsettled me the most it that, is. It, I, I think that's, like, really one of the only ones that, like, really stuck with me for, like, days after reading it. Because it's just so creepy. Because it's... This is what's good about Junji Ito. He doesn't need to explain anything. He just knows how to make your skin crawl. Yeah, yeah his well, lack of information is, like... Like, the, yeah. in the very first episode of the, the uh, animated series, they did The Doll. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was a three-minute short. Oh, the hellish doll funeral. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, yes. Like, where it's just like, you know, you're just like, yeah, like, people in this universe, when they die, they turn into dolls. Or, or, or there's, like, a, a child disease. Yeah, there's a disease that turns your child into dolls. Yeah, That's, most most people burn them, but what, we're going to keep ours. Yeah, we're I, I like how it alive. looks. And then, and then it turns into, like, a, a, a centipede yeah, monster. Like, oh, you're just like, oh, <laughs> man, like, that's grody but like super cool and you don't know whether or not the daughter is suffering or if she's starving because she needs food or anything like that like there's so many implications that go behind the story and they told that story in two minutes yes (laughs) and let's not forget about like the pupils and the eyes now having teeth well junji ito has this amazing art style that he does with the eyes when um when he when he when he draws somebody creepy he takes away the pupil entirely, um, but but he leaves like this little fuzz. I'm still waiting for uh, I the next publication that I want to happen in America is Mimi's Ghost Stories. I want I the, that's that's what I'm really looking for. Is that your favorite? So, well, so far because it's it's cool because it's the short story concept that Junji Ito is really good at doing, mm-hmm. but it's all starring the same girl, right? So, so kind of like Tommy. No, but, it's not like Tommy. Well, I know it's not like oh, Tommy. Oh, yeah, no, kind of like Tommy. Yeah, I. I would it's agree. a horror story that happens to the same girl, but it's Tommy's different because Tommy's it's a, a different. It's a different story. Yeah, because Tommy's yes. the monster in Tommy. Mimi is the main character where the bad things are happening to her. Right. So it's a different kind. of <laughs> She story. has a terrible life. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> Just like my night last night where I crashed my car, or, or somebody crashed into me, and then I hit a pothole. That's what that's what Mimi's ghost stories is. It's just like, yeah, I hit a pothole, and then I got a car crash, and then a ghost happened. It's then... like it's like watching Gravity, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I like that movie. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you guys think of the uh, convenient curses too that was funny it was it was weird because it was kind of funny i don't think that it was a good first episode i think that episode two should have been the first episode that yeah they, but then th- but did it start with the long driver or did it start with the model it started with the model that would have been start a weird story to start with too. yeah I, I think that if they reversed it they did the long dream then the model and then they did. Then they did convenient curses. Convenient curses and and I feel like the maybe they chose convenient curses because it's the best way to, for newbies to uh, newbies of Junji Ito, right, to get into his stuff well, because it's not his most creepiest, but it is still unsettling enough for not, people and, to. Yeah, and it's not gross, right? right. And so. I totally got what you were saying before about how the still frames become animated and doesn't yeah. look the same. Like some of the animation with Suichi was like. Well, he just looks like a really creepy kid and just kind yeah. of awkward. 
Well, okay. then there's the thing at the end where, like, he's in that giant suit with the long yep. legs and long arms, and it was animated very poorly. Well, I, it's I Studio have... Dean, yeah. and that's what I hate about this, is that Studio Dean is animating it, and I was just like, they might as well just be, like, taking paper mache and, like, using it and, like, having them bounce across the screen. Which they have done before. <laughs> Yamizaki stories. Or, uh, Yamizaki? Uh, yeah. Yamizaki-san? So, oh, I know what you're talking about. The ghost stories thing that they did, like, two years ago. Yeah. So, but should we talk about another anime? Yeah, you know, we, <laughs> yes. we, unless anybody, else, uh, any of you two, either of you two, have a, a, another really good point to make, just know that Junji Ito's the man, and we love his written publications, and we need to wait to see what happens to the rest of the collection. I will say I love the theme song to Junji Ito collection. It's by a band called The Pinballs, but yeah, it just doesn't fit with what Junji Ito is about. Oh, I it's think a it's great right. song, but I think it's, it's like. But then the episode starts, and all of a sudden the energy just gets brought down to, like, a somber, like, buzz. Yeah. Instead See, of, like, this yeah. insane rock music in your See, face. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I'm liking about the Junji Ito collection animation is that it's only going to make Junji Ito more popular, and we're going to get more Junji Ito. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. what I like about it. Because, man, do I love that man. I didn't know before yeah. this, so it's already working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... So what do we want to talk about next? I, I That was mine. I started that. So somebody yeah. else choose what we're going to talk about next. Well, do we want to get the other huge one out of the way while we're on the topic of horror? Devilman Crybaby on Netflix. Derek, did you see any De- Devilman yet? I did not get to watch this. Oh, man. All right. Oh, man. So this is the first anime that I have... Actually, it's the first TV show that I've binge-watched in the longest time. Yeah, so yes. I, was sick. I was sick from work. When it came out, so I watched it for five hours. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. It's just incredible. So... It's so true to the manga. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was interesting in the way that... Kind of the way that Udon Entertainment connected all the Street Fighter universes. Yeah. Uh, this animation connected all the OVAs. Yeah. In a, in a yes. coherent story. Um, you know, in one singular timeline as well. Uh I, I am a huge fan of Go Nagai, as yeah. as we all are here at Wicked Anime, because he's, he's hardcore. Yeah, he's the main right. star of our hardcore anime panel most of the time. And people need to realize, too, that if it wasn't for Go Nagai, hardcore anime would have started out pr- probably much, much later, because he practically originated the hardcore style in his yeah. manga. Well, and his edginess and his OVA-ness, and all, like, all the stuff where he's just like, I don't want to follow people's rules. I'm going to make a, a superhero who wears nothing but a mask and she's naked all the time. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, he could do stuff like that. But, um, you know, you read it, or, or Devil Man, as brilliant as it is, I was depressed for four days after watching it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was not yeah. myself. I, I was so disturbed and so unsettled, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen because I watched the... The, the originals. The original OVAs. It was still just the worst experience of my life. Could, would was, you say maybe because it's so much animated better here, like, it's beautiful, that's what makes it more disturbing? No, because the <laughs> OV, because the original animations that I saw were also... Oh, they were great. They were hand-drawn, oh, yeah. you know? They were great, too, but um, I'm just saying that because in Yuasa's sort of dreamscape sort of style, that there's another level of disturbness that happens see, when watching it. I don't know if it had anything to do with the animation, though, because it was more... Like, you know, you think about it, and you're just like, this stuff is happening to kids. Like, when... 
not 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 main Miki, but you know Miko, as they call mm-hmm. her on the show. Like her downward spiral is hard to watch. Like she gets raped by that guy, and then and then it drags her down until she just doesn't win at anything. Like she just never gets better. <laughs> she never gets yeah. And and then she gets raped by someone else. And then, and then and you're just, yeah, and then you're just like, what? Like, what's going on in this show? And that's not a spoiler at all. Like, I didn't like, but yeah, that's like, but that's that's, even, that, that's like just a couple episodes. But like, that's what Miko's Miko is kind of like a personification of the whole story. As you're just like, hey, it's just gonna keep getting sadder. Like, just like you, you see this girl make a mistake and get raped by this by this photographer, and then. And then she just never re- never bounces back. She never bounces back. They never talk about it. They never discuss it with her. They ne- she just she lives with it for the entirety of the series, and it ruins her. And you're just like, this is terrible. This is <laughs> these are children that we're watching. Just wait till you see what happens to the main characters uh, of the story. You know, <laughs> I know. Man, and then like you're just you just feel so awful after you're done watching it. But then you're just like, this show is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I'm just going to say, the ending, the last 30 seconds of the show, was the best ending to an anime story I've seen in a long time. It's it's quite it's quite intriguing. It it's quite intriguing. It was great. Yeah. Like, when those credits start rolling, and that's the last thing you see, you're like, my hands are up How, in the air right now. However, I will say that if we get a reboot of Violence Jack, which we won't... <laughs> you and, never know. You never know, but it can't be the same Violence Jack or the same universe. And and I don't want to spoil it by saying anything. Well, the thing is, but... it's the manga... Well, well Devil May Cry Baby followed the original manga almost to an original T. They just updated it to the 21st century. So there is a way for Violence Jack to somehow exist in this universe. They could do it in a way... Because... It's so hard to discuss Violence Jack when it, when what happened in Devilman happened. I, I'm still having trouble figuring out if I like Devilman or not, just because of how sad it was. But but I, but well, it made you feel something. So you could put that into your equation as to whether or not you enjoyed it. Yeah. You can enjoy things that make you sad. Oh no! I mean, there's there are millions of Anya fans out there, and they make her they make she makes them all sad Did all the time. Say- <laughs> it's Enya. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. I knew that. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I do love Devilman. I've been a fan of Devilman forever. The old OVA series depressed me to no end. This depressed me to no end. Because it's kind of like Evangelion, where you're watching the new Evangelion movies and you're like, I wonder if this is going to have a happy ending. And then you laugh in their face. Um, <laughs> it, that's the same way Devil Man is, where it's just like, oh, I watched the original Devil Man. That was depressing as hell. I wonder if this one's gonna have a, a depressing ending. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it's Devil Man. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, speaking of depressing, are, are okay. we done with Devil Man? Well, yeah, I, sure. Why, oh, I want my yeah, list. Yeah. I want the listeners to know that if they want to read more of my thoughts on it, I posted a full review, and I want to give John Star a big thank you because he actually helped me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. With um, taking out some of the more spoilerific stuff that I was talking about nice. and made yeah. it better. Spoilerific. Um,. Yeah, and uh, the one word that I'm going to use to describe, if I had to sum up Devilman in one word, it's upsetting. Not in not in a, hey, that was an upset, uh, upsetting show and how bad it was. It's upsetting to your soul. Like, that hurt me on a, on a, on a spiritual level, you know? Yeah. So. Good on you, Gona Guy. Good now, on Derek, you. Now, Derek, what are we talking about? All right, I'm not sure if you can handle the intensity on this one. But uh, the other new series I've been watching is School Babysitters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was a surprise show that I never thought that I would watch. It's totally a shoujo. Yeah. Like, it, like the the way it is it's a shoujo. Drawn, the way it's drawn is a shoujo. They look like all around high school host club characters. They do. I would say more. Like... And so, Derek, what are your thoughts? You brought it up. So, what are your thoughts on School Babysitters? Okay. So. First of all, since it's in the first couple minutes and it's basically the description of the show, I know this isn't a spoiler, but uh, the kids' parents are already dead. Yes. And it just starts off with them just getting uprooted. It's like, all right, we're starting a new life now. Let's do this. And And they're kind of nonchalant with it in the beginning. Too nonchalant. Mm. Yeah, it's like, okay, you shouldn't be this cool with what's going on here. And Kotaro, who I have been nicknaming the adorable peanut, (laughs) is absolutely... Is literally an adorable peanut. He just follows around, kind of reads his big, uh, reads, follows around his big brother Ruichi. <laughs> but uh, okay, did they announce the name for Ma'am? Oh, the, for the for the school the, headmaster? Yeah, the chairwoman. Or I think yeah, they did, but I forget what probably. It is. But what do you refer to her as? Um, I refer to her as the same thing that Kotaro refers to her as, which is Shaggy. Yeah. yeah. First, he just points up and goes, Shaggy. Zoinks. 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 Was <laughs> <Blizzard> it me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this series was very emotional right out of the gate. Well, and being, being two people who are going through this, uh, I, I'm actually going to disagree with you and saying how, how their mannerisms are and how calm they are about their current situation. Uh, because Jonathan and I experienced the same exact thing. It's different, though, because... Well, I don't really want to get into it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> right. it, it, is, it is a little different, but everybody mourns, mourns the loss of somebody, anybody they love. At, in different ways. In the same way that Jonathan and I mourn different ways as well. Instinctively... Our, our main protagonist, I forget his name, the older brother. Instinctive- Ryuichi. I'm sorry? Ryuichi. Okay, so instinctively, Ryuichi has to take care of his little brother. Mm-hmm. He does not have the time 
to mourn the loss of his parents. Right. Therefore, yeah. it is absolutely possible that that this would happen mm-hmm. to him. Um, no, and I think I think it was totally plausible how it happened because I felt the same way. Uh, but man, like the ending of the first episode was like too much, a little too much for me. It was pretty close to home. Yeah, it was uh, like. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, when I don't he, care. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, um, I, so, like where where when he's in the hospital, uh, or uh, you know oh, the, the the little brother has it's only the first episode. Kotaro, so. yeah, Kotaro's in the hospital. He's in the hospital. He had a fever, and he goes outside. He's like, I have to I have to tell mom and dad about this. And he pulls out the phone, and it just says dad cell. I was like, oh good god, like I've done. Yeah. I already did that. Yep. Like, yeah. In my own Andrew life. and I have done that exact same thing, and it's like, oh man, we did this cool thing today with Wicked Anime. We got pressed again. Like we have let's to tell, call dad. Yeah, we have to tell dad, and we can't. And you just can't. Um, and it happens. It's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think the show does such a phenomenal job at kind of placing death for family members and, and how life continues so far, you know, so far, I think it's really well done. I think eventually it's going to stray away from that. It's going to, yeah, it's going to stray away from the, from the death, uh, the parents' death. And it's going to theme and continue on with, and uh, it's going to focus on those freaking adorable kids in the daycare. Yes, <laughs> I felt like this whole episode, like the emotion, played out like a bell curve, where it was just really dark, yeah. and then everything you got to meet all the kids, everyone was playing around, everything is cute, and then you turn around and realize that Katara's uh, or Kotaro is sick, and it's just like okay, everything just comes crashing down immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, there, then reality the punches scene. you in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I agree. I thought that it was handled very well, though. Like it was a very well-paced show. It was cute. Um, there, you know, anybody who's been in daycare before knows how hectic it is. And I love the guy who's in there as he's like an alumni of the school and he's working yes. in there and he's just sleeping. Yeah, you know, uh, totally true. A hundred percent true. Children, people don't realize that children when children play, they can play by themselves without hurting themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't need supervision. They, it's when we tell the kids there. not to do the thing when they do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, I thought it was great. Uh, and I thought that the it was really funny that any time a new person walked into the room, the very first words out of their mouth were, who are you? Yeah. You know, in like this very, <laughs> in this very suspicious sort of way. You know, it's like, who are you? Oh, yeah. And who's the, who's the, um... The other little, the little kid with the black hair who has the older brother. Oh, uh, last name is, or is the family name Kamitani? Is, is that like what that? it is? Kamitani, yeah. yeah. Kamitani Hayato is the classmate's name. I, I totally I, have... I forget how first in the yeah. family names go. <laughs> I totally have the hots for his mom already. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see her for two seconds at a desk and that's it. But yeah, still. And, you're, and you're just like, whoa, who was that? More <laughs> of that teacher. Yeah, m- more of that character. Right. <laughs> How about this? How do you feel about the corporal punishment they showed in there? Corporal Where when Big Brother picks up Little Brother. Oh, like, yeah. No, I'm going to keep playing. Bam. I, I took care of mine. Why don't you go take care of yours? Yeah. That line was my favorite there. But I even felt, though it led into the most depressing part of it, but I felt so bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that any kid deserves to be hit for anything. Like I, we were spanked as kids, so like I, I don't think that is a, necessarily a bad thing. But yeah. y- you know, you don't just like hit without warning. He is his brother, yeah. though. It's like a yeah. I was gonna say it's a different dynamic than yeah. the child. It's character. not like father and son. It's brother and brother. But but of course, uh, 
us being two grown adults who have a a brother a little brother who's 20 years younger than we are yeah um yeah, that, that this seems really like it's more like 10, which is probably more plausible, like a 10-year gap. He's still yeah. in, like, what, middle high school, right around there, you're 6. Yeah, he's, so. probably, he's probably like 15 or 16, Yeah, the, and the kid's probably like 3, so it's probably like, we're probably looking at like a 13, no, he's not even 3, he's probably like 2. He's probably like yeah, a, a, like a I would toddler. Say two. Yeah. Two and a half. Let's just say two and a half. He might be even like one and a half. Like, they're small. Like, those kids are really <laughs> they are, small. It's hard to say because they, they actually took artistic peanuts. integrity on it. <laughs> um, the, the other thing is, too, <laughs> is the hidden moments of really goofy humor in it as mm-hmm. well. Like, the personal assistant to the headmas- headmistress. Um, I, I forget his name. Well, I know like, it's Daisuke Ono that's voicing him. Yeah. Yes. But, like, he It is Daisuke. I forgot he was in oh, the show. It's awesome. Are you talking about his emotional scene? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's got the tissues, like... He has, like, the most stern look on his face, just puts a tissue up to his face, because... You just moved me. <laughs> like, it, it was great. It's a perfect role for Daisuke Ono. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for Derek, he's... Pl- Daisuke Ono plays Jotaro Kujo in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and, um... Sebastian and Black Butler. I don't know if you watched any of those. Oh, that's why he's so great at those crying scenes, obviously. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so moving. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so uh, what's something else that we all watched? Uh, did we... I mean, most of us watched Laid Back Camp, right? Yes. I, I wanted to bring that one up. Yeah. Because that, uh, that was... Definitely one of my favorite. Or this this is the show that I'm I'm already placing. I am super psyched about this show, and I'm gonna watch it every day it comes out. Absolutely, same here. It, I love the soundtrack to it. I love the characters. My I love the narration when they're trying to do the whole how to camping things because it reminds me of the narration from those old how to shorts from starring Goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then they just screw up all the time and then the narrator is like and it broke yeah um and i also love the fact that they keep throwing in that pine cones can just speak like, <laughs> konnichiwa, konnichiwa. yeah uh it like it uh, obviously like the characters can't hear them but like whenever there's a pine cone in the scene it says something yeah uh, you know it's it's interesting just a really interesting little piece of flavor um it's a very silly show very cute very yeah, the, relaxing. The characters are very cute. Yeah. yeah. I love, um, I don't know her friend's name, but I love when Rin is chatting with her friend via text and they're going back and forth. Yeah. And it, the, like Rin is like, oh, I'm here starting to cook. And the friend's like, oh, cook me something. And she's like, no, I'm not going to cook you. This is all for me. And then the friend's like, well, the joke's on you. I have <laughs> unleashed... A pack of wolves and bears and dogs around you. And yeah. Rin's like, oh no, what have you done? I am now dead. Yeah, and then she says, and now I'm dead too because you, I've starved to death. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was a gr- it's great. It was There's great. a dynamic yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Very natural friend conversation. The writing, the writing is spot on for the jokes, for the uh, interaction between characters, the knowledge of camping. All very well written, never boring. No. Yeah, uh, and definitely recommend laid back. Oh, yes, I highly recommend, it, especially for like this this season's cute anime. I think. Well, uh, well, well we I keep to keep going. Anime. Yeah. With um, how to keep a mummy? Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Dude, I am so totally obsessed with how to keep a mummy. Like, like he, is... he get, the, the son gets gets this big giant package from his dad. It's a coffin from ancient Egypt that has a crucifix for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Alexander the Great. History lesson. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it's a mummy in here. And then it opens up and there's this cute, tiny little dude who's all wrapped up in toilet paper. And he's... He's so adorable, and he's crying, and he's like, why are you crying? Well, I just want to hug you. Why Why are you doing this to the anime industry? Why do you want me to buy a mummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, there's a history behind this, too. The kid is rejecting the mummy because the father keeps sending back evil things that try to kill him. Right. Uh, so this is the first time that he's ever gotten something that doesn't, but he's automatically assuming that the mummy wants to kill him or wants to curse him or something of that matter. Um, yeah, this this anime had the most cold start, this is a hentai start, to any, like, normal TV show anime ever, where it was just like, like, oh, dad's away, and I'm here with my weird roommate, uh, who is also a female, and dad is, like, on an adventure, like, oh, my son will love this, and sending me weird things, like, that is the start of a hentai, come on, yes. Uh, that's a that's a succubus hentai. Yeah, yeah well, but you know. I, I mean, Dad sent me a succubus. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness it's not. Sitting um, there watching, going, "Come on, guys, where's the tentacle? It's coming." <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I if you want to just watch something adorable, and there's something interesting about the characters in the show, uh, especially the monster characters, because they interact without speaking, but you know what they're feeling, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know how, you know, uh, the the world works. They introduce you to the world properly, everything like that. So um, it's just a very well done, properly done, cute anime. And I am going to watch every episode of How to Keep a Mummy. Same here. I, and I, I also pointed out before, too, that I have a very eclectic art style and... I feel like the artists of the show tapped into my art style when designing the mummy. Cause that's like the kind of character that I would, I would draw. The only other thing, the only thing that's different from my art designs is one of the eyes would be hanging off of the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and if anybody has seen my artwork, you, you know what I'm talking about, but, um, yeah, that's a good show. And then let's talk about the last one on the list of adorable shows. Um, Tagaki san. Teasing, teasing Tagaki-san. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is... Derek, did you watch this one? I don't believe so. This isn't the ramen one, is it? No, this okay. is not the ramen one. Okay, no, I did not Ramen one this. I'm thinking about dropping, because I, I... I mean, the second episode was a tiny improvement over the first one, but uh, Miss Koizumi loves ramen noodles. Uh, it, it's okay. At least they don't show the aftermath of what happens after you eat a big bowl of ramen noodles. <laughs> 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 Coming in episode three. <laughs> I heard it's gonna be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I might be drop. I, I, that's one show I might be dropping. Um, there's another show I might be dropping. But let's go into what we were just about to discuss. Sorry for the segue. Yeah, uh, teasing Tagaki-san uh, is a another show on the list of adorability of these two elementary school students who are fighting to see who can uh, tease the other one successfully the most. And the girl always wins. The girl is Tagaki-san. Wait, wait, wait. Are you sure this isn't the hentai? Uh, 
Yes, I, I really hope to God it's not. I hope not because they're really young. Yeah, they're yeah, they are really, school. really young, dude. You're treading some really dark waters there, Derek. Uh, oh, we can see who teases each other more. Like, where is this going? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it kind of has the same vibe that I had with uh, Tonari no Seki-kun. Uh, which was the one about the the kid at the desk who would do all this crazy stuff, yes. and then the yeah. one that's sitting next to him is like, "What's he doing? He's gonna get into trouble!" And he never gets into trouble. Yeah, as I, I I got that exact same feeling. Um, so it that is um like a good vibe uh, to to the show if anybody has seen that show beforehand. Um. But I just think the way that all the characters are so, you know, they they speak softly, they're subtle. Uh, Tagaki-san is a very cute character. The boy who is trying to tease her, who obviously likes her, is also, uh, you know, kind of, like, cute. Elementary school cute, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's a really good look into how elementary school students act when they like each other, but they don't say anything about liking each other. Because they're dumb. Because they're dumb elementary school students, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um... I, 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 I like that one a lot. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, how about something that we all watched but we all hated? Um, Pop Team Epic? You got it. I actually didn't really watch Pop Team Epic. Uh, did you watch what Pop the Team Epic? Derek? I did not watch it. Okay, so there's two of us. That, well, I kind of watched it over Jonathan's shoulder, and I was like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I actually deleted it from my queue. <laughs> you did? Yeah. So you've all... Like, uh, okay, so I like... Because the second episode went up... Right before we started recording, and I watched it before Derek arrived, and I was like, "No, I'm not falling for this again." because well, I started seeing. Because here's the thing: it's a 15 minute show, but they do it two times, and it's yeah. the same fucking thing. Uh, no, it's not the same thing because they change voice actors. The first half of the show, at least for the first episode, the first half of the show was all male voice cast, and the second half of the show was uh, the characters have female voice actresses. So. But I don't care. It wasn't funny either way. (laughs) I know. That's true. So, um, when I watched the show, or when I watched it, uh, while Jonathan was watching it, I was just like, this is a short anime, right? No. And I was like, no. This is a half hour show. Except it wasn't. It was only 11 minutes, but they play the episode twice, which, um, thank goodness (laughs) I, I caught on to it, because... I started fast-forwarding through it. However, there were two differences between uh, part one of the show and part two of the show. The part where they were speaking in French. Yes, uh, and they had subtitles. Which, by the way, one of the voice actresses in that segment was Fanny Block, who does the voice of Hugo from Wakfu. Yeah. Um, huh. So for whatever reason, the first time they did that sketch in the first half of the show, there weren't any subtitles. But the second time that they did that sketch, there were subtitles. Interesting. So you didn't understand what they were saying if you didn't speak French until you watched the entire second half of the show. That's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Well, and it's not worth your time. I just no, wanna, it is I not. I just want to say that when I was in Japan, Pop Team Epic was everywhere. Uh, I don't get why. It was yeah, it was on like merchandise. They were selling the manga for it. Like people loved it. Or I don't know if people loved it or if it was just a popular thing and they think it's really funny, but. I guess I, I well, and we here, at, at Wicked Anime we have a really bizarre sense of humor, guys. Right. Yes, like we think things are really funny and, all the time. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what it is like we just find weird stuff funny. But I don't know. We just 
I guess like okay pieces of Pop Team Epic was funny, but like, and I got the parody that they were going for, but it was just weird. Okay, did you guys read the article about the director of Pop Team Epic? No. So apparently he doesn't like the show either. <laughs> he signed on thinking, oh, peop- oh, apparently he's very popular. Okay, and so he started animating it and with his team, and like throughout the whole time he's been doing this show, he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so is it different than the manga property? I have no idea. Well, he had no knowledge of the manga before he signed on to it. It's just a four coma. Oh, 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 oh. so the director of the anime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the creator of the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't, like, an Excel saga situation. Yeah, where... yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, the actual director of, <laughs> of Pop Epic Team, or Pop Team Epic, however you want to call it, dislikes it very much so, despite the fact that he is the one who's helming this production. That's super interesting. We actually got a... I'll, I'll, I can read this to you now because we got a fan service message from uh, Scott, our Wicked fan Scott over in the UK. Um, he was saying that uh, he thought that Pop Team Epic was worthy of a comedy category nomination for the wikis for next year already. No. Uh, on top of that, though, he also added Junji Ito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, because because at the bottom uh, that he of the message that he wrote, um, it said not sure not sure which is funnier or more disturbing. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so I found the article. Even Pop Team Epic's anime series director struggles to understand it. Okay. <laughs> it's like Chevy Chase on the set of uh, Community. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Only Community was funny, and this isn't. And here's the thing, too. This show is currently licensed by Sentai Filmworks, Funimation, Crunchyroll, <laughs> High Dive. Everybody has licensed it. They've all come together for this show, and I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe they don't either. Maybe maybe just in the same way the directors are like, oh, hey, it's really popular. No our, one our actually understands this. It's a sentient series that just somehow <laughs> popped up. Everyone's like, I'll throw money at it, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there's there's actually no author to the manga. It just started the author, showing up on shelves. The author is the Hypnotoad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All hell Hypnotoad. Alright, Derek, your turn. What's another one you watched? Okay, well, um... Lately, I've been watching this series. Um, I mean, it's been around in installation since late 80s, but uh, I like to call it Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> okay, um, luckily for you guys, it's literally in its end game right now. I know I've been talking about the tournament. Not a spoiler oh, no, to say, it's down to two... T- whenever hmm? Dragon Ball Super comes up, talk about it. It's it's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so there's two teams left. Uh, I won't mention who one of the teams are, but the other one is your mind. Everyone's friend Goku because you <laughs> don't get what? No. Yeah, is he still a horrible father or a grandfather now? I hope oh yeah, he's a horrible grandfather now. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's getting down to the last part. They're just like. Everyone who's still in there is all fighting someone. It's like, everyone gather around, grab your dance partner, get on the floor, we're going to do this, we're going to do it now. And they had, since, you know, everyone else has been eliminated, all the bandstands around the area is like, 
basically like I don't know, just, there's no one anywhere. There's like two people sitting every 100 feet from each other. So the guy in charge just looks at this and goes, oh, well, that's lonely. And the Grand Priest is like, okay, I'll fix this. And just like waves his hand. And next thing you know, all of the bleachers just crash together and everyone immediately just gets seated next to each other. They're all looking at each other going, oh, uh, hi, uh, we're watching this. Are you watching this? Okay, cool. And so every remaining character just gets like put face to face with each other while they're watching the actual tournament going on. Uh, but yeah, the fight scenes are amazing. They've they're pretty much teasing that this is going to be like a four episode series that will be like the final battle of the tournament. So episode two of that is going on tonight. Cannot wait. <laughs> Now, how about speaking of show... And, and they're teasing that Vegeta might get a transformation. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope he goes rainbow. <laughs> I will surpass Kakarot this time. <laughs> Damn you, Kakarot. I am now brown-haired. <laughs> well, I guess I'm Bob Rossing a cosplay. I okay. call this Super Saiyan Mauve. <laughs> Well, we've gone plaid. <laughs> well, speaking of shows that have returned, who watched the return of Cardcaptor Sakura? No, I watched um, probably about the first five minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, because and, and then I slowly started to realize it's like, oh, I should be have I should have seen the rest of the series because I've never seen Cardcaptor. Sakura. Yeah, Cardcaptors was never one of our watch them as a kid shows. Yeah. Okay, so that was for me cuz that cuz I watched that when I was in high school. Yeah. So for me to up, watch Yeah, I got up to the part where, you know, it introduced you, it re- rewound the series, which was really good. That was that was funny in the beginning, you know, how they were super talking about like talking super fast and then he's not sticking to the cue cards, you know. <laughs> and then uh Sakura wakes up, you go downstairs, you meet her two dads and then she goes to school and then you and then I stopped cuz I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, you should definitely be watching it. But I, as a fan of the original series, I am very excited about this return. I love how it just fit everything into place, what these clear cards are. Because what happens is the the cards that she had collected have, like, literally gone clear. Like, they're now see-through. And so now she's got, like, a new batch of cards that she has to go and try to capture again. And... I know it's sort of like rehashing the original story, but it's presented in such a way that it just feels like it's a welcoming return. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I loved Card Captain Sakura growing up. Kiro Barrels was like the very first plushie that I owned. Um, it's kind of dark in my room right now because it's almost like gone pitch black as we started recording this like, this podcast. But I am very happy with the direction. I love that it's the original cast. The Practically everyone who worked on the show back in 1998 is back for this adaptation. That's awesome. Noah's been recasted. Everyone, it's just good. It just feels like you're coming back to a show that you haven't seen in a very long time. Now, I thought I was making a joke earlier, but does she really have two dads? No. The, um, that's <laughs> the dad and her brother. <laughs> Ha! That's what I thought, but they look the same age. <laughs> so I just I just call them their two dads. No, no, not the two dads. Although there is some LGBT stuff that is in the original series, I don't know if it's going to be revisited in Clear Card Arc, but we'll have to see. But it won't be incestual. Don't have to worry no, about no, that. No, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> Although, 
That's I dad and sh- brother dad. <laughs> I have a show that is incestual, and it's the new Basilisk series. Oh. Oh. Is anybody familiar with Basilisk? Yeah. I am familiar with it, but I was told to stay away from the new one. Okay. So, I love the original Basilisk. Love it. I love it enough that I would try this new one. And the same thing pretty much is going to be going on, I think. They, the first episode did not really describe exactly what's happening. But it is a love story between two people in a ninja clan that need, that need to get together in order to continue the bloodline of these ninjas. However, this time, they are blood-related. So, um, this is actually tripping uh, back over into... Do you remember on our show... When we talked about the history of incest in Japan. Yes. I remember when we were talking about incest probably six episodes straight. (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, it, it relates to this because one of the like sage characters in the show is like, I know that this is like a terrible thing, a terrible fate that has fallen upon them, but we need this ninja bloodline to keep going because it's so special. And... We can't have it die out because other, otherwise everybody's going to lose their powers. We would even bed a parent with their child if we had to. Like, that was a, an actual line in the show. And I had to rewind it. I had to rewind what I was watching and read it a second time because I was like, wait, hang on. Is this really happening right now? Yeah, it's about to make that bloodline a lot more special. <laughs> Everyone's got webbed hands now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> It's good for ninja swimming. It, <laughs> it's um, so it's weird. It's 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 strange. But um, I will give it a couple episodes because I love Basilisk so much. So uh, I don't know. The first episode had some pretty good action in it, but it was confusing as hell. I kind of want to just touch on a couple shows that we haven't gotten a chance to watch yet, but exist. Yeah. Before we continue on, so that show Killing Bites started. The one with, like, all the... It's an action show, but there's, like, a bunch of animal girls in it. Yes. Girl time. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, the only, and again, the only reason why I'm really kind of interested in checking it out is because I saw the manga in Japan, and I was like, what is this? And now I get to actually check it out and see what it actually is. Uh, and I caught a glimpse of, a, like, the very beginning of the first episode, and it's already rapey. And I'm like, what the heck? Like... Like action, really? like action shows that have to be rapey, like still, like it's just weird. Yeah, I but. mean, w- w- is there a trend for that or something like in Japan that you know is like, yeah, you know what, this is a good idea. This is what's going to keep our audience. I guess not in America. Pretty I sure. mean, I could I mean, be. Com- that's how I the news be- gets the ratings here. So like, certain people know about it. It's true, <laughs> mm. but it's got to be just. I could be completely wrong. It could that could not have been what I've seen, but it was like a bunch of guys holding down a chick, and there was like a dude watching, and he's just like, "God, like, so stop doing this." That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, so I'll I'll let you know next next episode. I'll have to let you know. <laughs> and then also there was another show that wasn't listed. That it, a sh- another show that's coming out that wasn't listed in um, any chart on any chart, and it's called. Uh, Takunomi. Well, this is, the, this is the Drinking Buddies one. Yes, the Drinking Buddies one. Uh, it wasn't listed on any chart, but it started airing. And, and it's paired up with the Dagashi Kashi return. Yeah. And I, um, 
obviously I'm not a fan of drinking. Like I, 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 I do I drink? Like yeah, sure on occasion, whatever. But like drinking's not like woo, like a drinking anime. Woo, that sounds amazing. <laughs> but um, I have to go to a birthday party tonight. That's at a dueling pianos bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. Take a sip every time you hear an F sharp. <laughs> uh, every time Billy Joel gets played up there, just, <laughs> yeah. just just drink a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. But for the for, but for the show, like yeah, I, I don't I don't like drinking culture, and I'm not into drinking at all myself. But the character designs are in, intriguing, and I'm kind of interested in see how slice of lifey it is. So I don't know. I'll give it a shot for a couple episodes. Um, but the first episode just came <laughs> out, so I'll check it Give out. it a shot. Ah! <laughs> beer jokes. Yay! Actually, that would be hard yeah, liquor Yeah, that's jokes. hard liquor, but this is a beer. This is a show about beer, so... I, I took know. three shots of beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that dude knows how to party! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of party, and the new and the new season of anime, the new single from Andrew WK, am I right? Totally. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! That is like one hell of a single, man. Like I listened yesterday when it came out yesterday. I li- or uh, yeah, I listened to it eight times. Wow! Just because I couldn't stop and I couldn't get it out of my head, but I also didn't want it out of my head. But that has nothing to do with anime. But you should. Everybody should get the new Andrew WK CD because Wicked Anime and Andrew WK. Hey, you know what uh, show we haven't talked about yet? What's that? A place further than the universe. That's right. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. There's another, there's another show that we haven't talked about either that me and Evan watch, but yeah. It's a high qual- high production quality show. You think it's good? Madhouse. Yeah. I, yes, and, and see, that's why I'm kind of conflicted about it, because it's Madhouse, and Madhouse is one of my favorites, but Madhouse usually works on a lot of boring animes, and but I love their animation style. And I'm really not... I like the characters. So, okay. So, for a place farther than the universe, I love the characters. I am not thrilled with the story. I think the Why story would anybody is, want to go to Antarctica? Yeah, it's. I, I think it's so totally boring. Like I'm just like I am not interested in this. But didn't you see what happened to Kurt Russell? Yeah, <laughs> that was a thing joke. It was a thing joke. Yes. So it's good, but and I'll probably watch it for another episode to see what happens. But it's not great. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, they're doing th- Madhouse is doing three shows this winter season alone. They're doing Seriously? this. They're doing Card Captor Sakura, and they are doing what I'm hoping is the one that that you're bringing up, and that is Overlord Season Two. No, uh, I was going to talk about Overlord Season Two, but not that was not the one I was going to talk about. But we can talk about Overlord Season Two. Yeah, it was it was fine. Yes. Yeah, it was. I, I feel like it was a good way to catch things up and remind you of things. Yes. Well, no, I'm totally lost, dude. I I'm just like it's been like two years since I've seen this and I have to catch up on the story, I have no idea who these characters are anymore. Yeah. I, I know a little bit. Like, I remember a little bit. But that I'm one's ho- got big boobs. Yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> I'm hoping that it catches me up. Seriously, the only re- the only thing that got me onto Overlord was I heard there's a sexy demon chick in it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> that was literally the only... Re- it was so shallow. The most shallow reason I've ever had for watching a TV show. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Album... Albalon? Albedo? Albedo. Something. Yeah, something. Libido? (laughs) I love how she has a hug pillow of Ayn's naked, but it's just him as a skeleton. (laughs) It's 
it is a funny it it is a clever show and but it's another one of those shows that's like I'm a normal person caught in a fantasy world in a video game. There's another isekai. Which that is the show that I was leading up to. Okay, because there's two other ones. Yes. Because there's two of those. So which one are you talking about? The one with the cat girls in it. Oh, uh, Death March to Yes. A Parallel Universe Rhapsody. Yes, it was... They, it got I read the description and I said... Death March to no. a Parallel World Rhapsody. Yeah, uh, so I started watching that show. It was about a coder who made video games. And he got... He, he went to sleep one night after coding for 30 or 40 hours straight and not taking a bath. He woke up in a parallel world that was a mix between the two games that he was uh, that he Working was on. making and programming. And he's a little kid in high, or he's a high school age kid now. And I said, "F you," and I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> so you would rather he would have just stayed that 29 years old? Yeah, like Gate was. Remember? Yes. Gate? Like Gate was a he was a 30 year old dude, and it was a show about a 30. 30- I don't want to watch a show about high schoolers. I'm not a high schooler. Even though I'm most of the stuff we are watching is high schoolers, I'm I still know. waiting for My Hero Academia, so I will not, I will not validate that. <laughs> no, okay. So My Hero Academia is a completely different monster. Like we're talking about, like run of the mill, really cheaply made shows with really cheap story writing that probably have sexual content. in Yeah, it. that probably yes. have fan service and sexual content in it. I'm gonna start with a high schooler. My Hero Academia is a brilliant piece of media that has All Might, a perfectly great adult character who is supporting these amazing characters. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, having high schoolers in a show isn't the problem. It's when a show is starring high schoolers because it's like, this show, or this story is going to be for high schoolers. It's That's <laughs> when I have a problem. It's just like, can we have shows? Like, I mean, the same way that... You know when MMO Junkie came out? MMO Junkie was interesting because it was it was starring thirty something year old people. Yeah, like that's wicked cool. You don't see that too often. Everybody's about everybody's a high schooler in anime. So, <laughs> Oof, I got winded. Yeah, <laughs> talking about all that. Well, um, who watched the first episode of the new Trigger anime? <clears throat> nope, no, nope. We have not. I didn't. None of us have watched that yet. Mystery. I did. I did. I watched it. Okay, is it good? So far, it's pretty good. It's it's mech. It's it's triggered doing mech again. <laughs> All right. It does start off slow. It starts off a little bit slow, but then when you see um, when you see the characters uh, piloting the Franks and they're battling this Klaxosaur, whatever creature it's called, that's when it starts to get really good, and you get to see the fangs. All right. Um, hey, I I thought Kiznaiver was good from episode one. That was really slow too. Did anybody watch uh, the Ryu's job is never done? No, is that the one with Shogi, right? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. No, I didn't I, watch no, it. I did not watch it. The sixteen-year-old kid is a master at Shogi, so he becomes a Ryu because he um, because wins at a tournament, and then a nine-year-old girl wants to become his disciple and starts living in his house. <laughs> Still sounds better than March comes in like a lion. She gets naked in the first episode. The end. <laughs> really. <laughs> Is it yep. a fan service show? Not really, no, actually. Oh. But the first time that you meet one of the secondary characters, who's a 15-year-old girl who is like another prodigy, who didn't become a Rio because the 16-year-old kid was like, ha like I'm, like I'm Wait, better than you. Actually, no, she's I guess? older. <laughs> she's older. Um, the, uh, but like the first time that you meet her is like, oh, the 9-year-old girl's taking a bath. 
and she steps out of the bathroom at the very moment that she enters the house, and now we're in this awkward situation where there's this nine-year-old girl oh, in the house. Naked in a house with a teenager. With uh, a yeah. 16-year-old. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not great, but I watched it. <laughs> It's okay, because the other one will probably get naked at some point, too, so it'll probably. balance out. <laughs> um, and what about, oh, did you guys watch Slow Start? Yeah, I did. I was actually about to say that one. No, I did not. Did it start slow? It started very lackluster and run-of-the-mill. Slow Start. Yes, very slow start. And I'm still trying to figure out what can you do with... And the twist isn't really that much of a twist. She's just a year older than the other students. And you, it's not even a twist because it's in it's in the um, description description of the show. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's about a girl who studied a year to get into high school. So now she is a year older than everybody else in her class, and nobody cares. So it's not a big deal. So who cares? Great. Yeah. So it's just you see, like like, ma- like if it had been about someone who was five years old older and was coming back to high school. Maybe that would have been different. I would have watched that show. Yeah. It was called Real Life. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Real Life. (laughs) Which is actually coming back for four more episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. This March. Um, Slow Start kind of reminded me of um, Keen Moza or Nanyan Berry. But But those two shows are so much better. Yes. Uh, But they're they're absolutely light versions of that show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um... I think that's it. Oh no! The only other thing that I have watched so far was a show called Katana Maidens. Oh, you actually watched that? I actually watched it. I got bored reading the description of that show. It (laughs) was so boring. Mm -hmm. Like there was action, or they tried their best to put action into it, and it is so boring. Don't watch it. All right. Yeah. I watched um, the new Dagashi Kashi because I don't know if we brought that up. And I'm actually kind of happy that it is now, like, just like a 13-minute show, because it doesn't drag out the snacks as much. I like the half-hour show, though. So, I I agree with you, though, Evan, that... See, as long as it's not a three-minute short show, a half-episode short show is good. Yes. Yes. It means that you can check that off your list in half the time of watching a regular episode. Absolutely. And then the other one I watched was called... Marchen Maidenchen. It's about like a girl oh. who she like finds like this magic book and then she's transported to a world of magic. I mean, it's I don't want to say it's an, it, it is an isekai, but it's not like she died and went to this other place like other isekais usually tend to go. I mean, it, it could be it could be fun, and apparently a lot of the characters are going to be based off of characters from fairy tales and Grimm's from what the title is is like hinting at because it's a German for like fairy tale girls or something like that. So story girls, story girls. That's what the title means in German. Okay. So they're going to be characters that are based off of other stories that are going to be showcased in this uh, anime series. I mean, it's, 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 it's cute. And I mean, that's all you can really say about it now. It's not like cute, like how to keep a mummy was and school babysitters was, but we, but I'll see where it's gonna go. I mean, I might drop it. Who knows? Like, I've got, I've got seventeen shows that I've watched. I'm like starting to nitpick which ones are gonna be like leave uh, on the cutting room floor. Sounds like we'll leave that one to you then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have it in my queue, but I didn't get to watch it. Okay. Anything else? 
I think that might be it for me. Let me look through my list. That's probably enough for this episode. We're going. Oh to yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Citrus. I watched Citrus. Oh, 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 how was that? High school lesbians. Yeah, high school lesbians that are technically stepsisters. Yeah. Oh. But but oh, not but not but it's not like it, it's not like they've they've lived with each other for like a really really long time and are like sisters like, like they like just the, met each other they just met each yeah. other sort I remember of. reading the description for this one it wasn't like episode one like a love affair question mark with yeah. a picture of the two stepsisters looking at each right. other like all right so that's where this is going I mean it's <laughs> kind of interesting I've watched the first two episodes it can be a little etchy and disturbing in little areas. But NanoRipe does the opening theme for it. And yeah. usually NanoRipe does theme songs for great shows. I, um, as much of a, I, as much of a non-Yuri fan am I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't really, I, I don't enjoy the theme of Yuri all too much. Um, it does have an interesting premise, mm-hmm. but I, I, I still don't think I'm going to watch it. I just don't care enough. But, uh. The, from all the descriptions I've been seeing, everybody's been like, this is the most anticipated anime of the entire year. I was like, are you serious? I've never it even... It is, actually. Apparently, Every... there's, like, advertisements everywhere for it in Japan. If mm. a shop... In, in America, if a shop sells manga, they have citrus. Yeah. They yeah. have it at Comicopia. They have it at Newberry Comics. They have it at... I'm just so far out of the Yuri scene that I just... I, I've never even heard of it. Well, let me drag you into the Yuri scene. <laughs> the closest to the Yuri scene I got was was uh, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and that was very one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. So that's how we're watching the season so far. We'll probably oh, I don't want to add any more. I've, I think I've, I've reached my limit. Well, I still, I definitely have to watch um, Darling of the Franks and Takashi Kashi. Those two things are definitely coming up. By the next time that you hear us, we'll probably be talking about the shows that we dropped. And the shows that we didn't get to talk about, or we didn't see, like, on this. Right. So, um, I will tell you how Killing Bites is. Yeah. (laughs) So, let's go, actually, we pretty much said all of the fan service that we had gotten. The only other thing that was in um, our Wicked Fan Scott's email was him telling us that uh, his nominations for the wikis that we did not hear. We actually got a lot of... We No, w- that wasn't the only fan service because we had all that uh, feedback on Facebook for the wikis. That's true, we did. So um, Scott's email also has in here saying that he actually only watched three anime in the entire year. Uh, he was happy that we had mentioned Yanko Days because he thought that that was a 2016 anime and that was one of the only ones that he watched. <laughs> Land of the Lustrous, which was a good 3D animated yeah. anime this year. I've seen the stuff for it and it is pretty impressive uh, with good character designs and everything like that. And then also The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, which is the the movie that he had sent to us saying we should watch it. Right, um, which is directed by uh, Masaki Yuasa, who did Devil May Cry Baby. Right. So, uh, we also had a response from Gerardo, from Wicked Fan Gerardo, where he said, uh, I can't believe you guys forgot to nominate this uh, this as the most WTF moment in anime. And it was the moment of Inferno Cop showing up at Anime Expo and doing the short Inferno Cop. Oh yeah, and Donald like, Trump. And uh, Donald Trump was in it. Yep, cutting him in half, yelling China. Yeah. <laughs> and 
that nomination is so valid. Like, I just, I totally forgot about it. I forgot it. about it, too. Yeah, so... Uh, Completely. But it, I guess we couldn't really count it, because, yes, it was a WTF moment in anime, so it 100% counts towards that, and I'm, I feel bad that we missed it. What did we choose again? Uh, uh, um, for WTF moment? Yeah. Asta's Japanese voice actor in Black Clover. <laughs> that did kind of ruin the internet, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but good call, Gerardo. Good call. Good looking out. Yes, and uh, Wicked Fan Jessica, of course, uh, brought up Google Docs, so maybe next year we'll actually send uh, send out a form and make a public form on the Wicked Anime Facebook so that you guys can vote yourselves for the wikis. And uh, we can like, send it to other nomination. people, too. We can, and, like, then we we... Can, and then we can also just destroy what you guys think should win and choose our own anyway, yep. because we are like Hollywood being political about all the nominations who actually win instead of actual <laughs> good content winning. Yep. <laughs> Although, to uh, be fair, the Golden Globes this year were actually very good with their winners this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wicked Fan Adam uh, says that in his that he thinks the best short anime was Yami Shibai. Uh, season 4 was crap, but they were back on their game in Season 5. I've never heard of it. I actually haven't heard of it either, but I should probably check it out. Uh, so, okay. So, yeah. So, thank you, Adam. That is a great recommendation. And then, finally, Big Bad Shadow Man coming in saying, I'm glad Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid won a lot because it was the only anime I watched this year. <laughs> <laughs> totally valid. And, uh... And in my opinion, I really do think that Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid deserves all the categories that it won because, holy crap, guys, that was such a good anime. Derek, have I, you watched Miss Kobayashi yet? I have not. I'm actually watching it a fifth time now. Holy crap, Evan. Miss Kobayashi. I will bug Evan and have him send me links or any information for it's it. It's on Crunchyroll. There we go. Yeah. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. You can watch the whole thing. I have all the manga as well. And actually, Same so here. does Evan. Yep. And it's just phenomenal. It's it's done by one of my favorite writers because he he did uh I can't understand what my husband is saying and, and Komori San can't decline. That was probably my favorite. Komori San can't decline is probably still one of my favorite properties that he's ever made. And it's so. like with and like when they adapted it to an anime, it was like a two minute short, but they put so much into those two minutes. Yeah, it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So, mm-hmm. so thank you for fan service. Hey. Lastly, yes. let's start with a brand new iTunes review. Oh, yeah! So Ooh. this is a very important thing for, uh, for our shameless plugs, how you can support us. Uh, Nerdy Show has a Patreon that you can uh, give us any amount of money, uh, and you'll get hours of content that's unreleased, sometimes from Wicked Anime. Uh, not so often, but hopefully sometime soon. Um, we typically do outtakes and stuff like that when I gather them. Um but you can also uh, write reviews and uh, rate episodes on Podchaser. You can listen to our episodes on Podchaser, but you can also um, rate individual episodes that you like and leave a comment on individual episodes that you like on top of just rating and reviewing our show. Nerdy Show is actually the number, like, eight show on Podchaser. Are you serious? All of Podchaser, all of... uh, the universe of uh, podcasting. Holy crap. They're like trending top top 15 anyways. I, I don't know if I have that number right. It might be like 11 or something like that. That's so great. I didn't know that. Yes. 
But anyways, we have a brand new review that we want to read to all of you so that to know that when you rate and review us on iTunes or Podchaser or anything like that, we will read it to you on the show. Uh, so this review comes from Darth Manga. Hmm. Great name. That says, it's a five-star review that says, Support Nerdy Shows. And his uh, review reads, I have followed you on Facebook for a while, but finally started listening to your podcast a few months ago. I like it. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Everything so, you need right there. And what's absolutely fascinating about that comment to me is I actually had no idea that people followed us on Facebook just on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, just to get the information that we gather and the, and the posts that we make. Like, that's so cool to me. Guys, we have a podcast. You can listen to us talk about that stuff that we post on Facebook. Well, you some know? people don't have, like, the outlet of... No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, how cool is that? Yeah. So, uh, Darth Manga, thank you for that review. It was odd. Like, that, that's, that's, eye-open- that's eye-opening to us. Yep. So, that's cool. And thank you for being a listener. And thank you for being a listener and supporting us. Hope we can continue to not disappoint you. Yes. I disappoint me all the time. Or com- continuing to disappoint. I, I yeah. don't know. Which, Whichever whatever. one. It's cool. Just keep listening. Anyways, uh, so we have the rest of our shameless plugs. Go. So, if you guys would like to support us, uh, support us. If you guys, I was, uh, I was still on your uh, shtick. Yeah, on my, yeah, right. <laughs> if you guys would like to join in our conversations, tell us what you're watching or what you, uh, what you like watching this what season. What we should watch. What we should watch. You guys can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post news, updates, cool articles, these podcast episodes that you're listening to, uh, conventions and videos, whatever we may be posting. You can go find it all over there at facebook.com and chat with us. You can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime. If you're not already listening to the podcast there at wickedanime, uh, nerdyshow.com, you can also find our videos there, but you can also find our videos on youtube.com slash reviews. We have new videos. We do have new videos. We're not lying to you when we say we have videos in production. They just take a very long time to do. <laughs> I put out three this month. Uh, right? How crazy is that? Thank you, Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, if you, you can also, of course, as Jonathan mentioned before, listen to our podcast at SoundCloud.com and iTunes and Podchaser and all these other outlets that you can find. Audio here. Boom, Stitcher. Stitcher, yeah. Any place, any, literally any place you can find podcasts, you yeah. find us. And, of course, you can follow us on all the other social medias. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. Usually Twitter is really fun around convention times, which we've all signed up for our press passes for Anime Boston coming up. Fingers crossed. I've been getting more and more nervous about getting press applications there because they're getting a lot more strict because they get bigger. Yeah, but we've stuck it out since the beginning with them. But, you know, we'll we'll Well, I hope that counts for something. I I think it does count for something. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, but, you know, Anime Boston will be there. We've had fans come meet us at Anime Boston before, and it's been great. So if you guys want to come meet us at Anime Boston, we're there every single year. Uh, yeah, well, we're running uh, panels, too. Yep. And we'll be tweeting it. As I said, yo, Wicked Anime. You can also find us at Tumblr.com slash... Or, yeah, Tumblr.com slash... WickedAnime.tumblr.com, as well as Wicked Anna Play, where we sometimes play video games. Hey, Dragon Ball Fighters is coming out soon. That's... Ro- oh, oh, my gosh. That'd be so yes. cool. We haven't even played Tekken I can't wait to try that. <laughs> I feel like it'll be a lot easier. Hmm. Anyways, you guys, what would you like to plug? Um, so, yes, as for for the listeners, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can follow us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, 
comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com and on Twitter and the J-Pop, Anime, and Video Games Amino pages at kingbabyduckesh. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Brigade and Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave. And I think that's it for plugging on my end. What about you, Derek? Yeah, well, for me, uh, you can always find me on Instagram or Twitter, lead for Derek. Uh, you can find me glued to my TV tonight watching Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> and you can probably still find me uh, pulling my hair out of that coffee shop. <laughs> um, I do want to mention that if you saw us at AresiaCon uh, over the weekend, yes, glad we had a good time together. Yeah, I hope uh, so. This- we're going tomorrow, I think, right? Tomorrow? Yeah, we're yes. going tomorrow. Oh, man. That's that's tomorrow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, we would la- finally like to, before we sign off, just say welcome again to Derek. He has his own avatar and everything on the no. front page now. And yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. I love drawing those things. They're great. So I'm also I'm also updating me and Jonathan if yeah. they're not already up there right now. I like your guys' is better than my drawing. Huh? <laughs> I said I like of like of Derek and Evan. Yeah. I, I well, like their drawings better. Well <laughs> I, I drew ours for animation. So right. that's why they look different. Yeah. So. Yeah, you animated ours. Yeah. Yep. Mine so, almost has enough Pokemon badges. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. There are seventeen, fun fact. Mostly. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast uh, we hope you listen to the next time around and now you know now I know this next sign- part <laughs> and now it's time we sign off the only way we know how Goodbye. bye Well, no, actually, um, Kyo Animation actually released, like, an official picture where it depicts Miss Kobayashi and Toru getting yeah. married. No, I, I, I saw that. I, I, I did see that, but it, it's just a, it's just a visual. It's not really... Candid. I know it's a visual, but hey, it's in their universe. Yeah. Who wore the suit? Miss Kobayashi. Miss Kobayashi! Of course. That makes sense. I was just checking. I was just checking. I didn't know. Do you think Toro could wear a suit with her D cup D for dragon boobs? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.